What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is a Wednesday, August 25th. I laugh because things move very quickly in the NFL. Very quickly. And we have two big things to talk about on the podcast today, and that's all we're going to talk about. We got to talk about Travis Etienne and now being out for the season. Injuries suck. And we also have to talk about Sony Michelle being traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Lot of shakeup here. So I don't want to waste any time. I want to dive right into it. And we'll start with ETN. Uh, it is a Liz Frank injury that will place him on injured reserve here. Uh, that means being placed on injured reserve at this point uh, means he is out for the entire season. So we won't see Travis ETN. Until next year, and I think first and foremost, before I dive into the James Robinson side of all of this, because I know that's what a lot of people want to hear, I do think we have to talk about ETN from a dynasty standpoint. If you have ETN, if you drafted him, you probably drafted him, what, in a one one quarterback league, as high as maybe four, right? I don't think he got, I hope he didn't get drafted any higher than that. I hope people didn't draft ETN ahead of Kyle Pitts or something along those lines. But as high as four, that stinks. It does. But in Dynasty, we're not playing for just this year. We're playing for the long haul. So as far as I'm concerned, if you drafted ETN, hold. In Dynasty Leagues, you very likely have injured reserve spots. And this is the precise reason why you have those injured reserve spots. If you have him, you already drafted in a keeper. And by the way, people out there on Twitter, stop with the, oh, uh, this is why you don't draft until after the preseason. Come on. People have to draft when they draft. You know, it's all about people's schedules. So just let people be. Get off the damn high horse. <laughs> but if you already drafted and uh, let's say it is a keeper league, you probably didn't draft him at a great keeper value. If you don't have an injured reserve spot, I honestly would cut him loose because I want to use the bench spots. If you have an IR spot, sure, tuck him away, whatever. But if you don't have an IR spot, cut him loose. If you're in a redraft league with legitimately uh, no IR, well, there's no reason to even put him on IR. He's not coming back anyway. Just cut him loose, okay? Just cut him loose. But hold in Dynasty, and honestly, if somebody wants to trade him on the cheap and you have the room, acquire him on the cheap. I, I, I would not pay a first-round pick for him. I'm going to tell you that flat out. I would pay a second-round pick, second-round rookie pick for next year if somebody wanted to give him up for that. Sure, why not? But uh, if you want to get him on the cheap, get him on the cheap. If you have him, hold him. Uh, James Robinson was certainly drafted. It's not like you're going to be picking him up. He was drafted widely as about RB, anywhere from about RB27 to about RB32, depending on you know, kind of how your league felt about him, how your league felt about Travis Etienne. Uh, right now, if you drafted James Robinson in that range, like if you drafted James Robinson as RB, whatever, 30, nicely done. Uh, James Robinson, I updated rankings yesterday. Obviously, things are going to have to move around a little bit because I'm going to have to lower uh, Daryl Henderson. I'll talk about that in a minute. But James Robinson is going to be all the way up at RB16 for me in the next update. Uh, this time of year, by the way, updates happen quickly. 
right? Updates, my rankings are changing all the time because the you know, the news cycle moves dramatically, rapidly. So if I say this on a podcast and you go on there and you're like, Jeff, he's RB17. All right, you're splitting hairs. It is what it is. I probably already updated it after that, all right? So anyway, he's going to be a mid-range RB2. Why not hire? Well, first and foremost, the team's not going to be particularly good. At least that's what it looks like so far in the preseason. So you have that. You also have Carlos Hyde, who's going to see some reps in that backfield. And we don't know what else they may do in that backfield as well. As the Rams have shown us, teams can still make moves. There could be surprise cuts. There still could be some of these veterans who are signed as well, uh, like the Duke Johnsons of the world, who could take some work off of his plate. But he's still going to see the majority of the work. So that is obviously a very good thing for James Robinson He's a rock-solid RB2. If you have him in a keeper league, you probably drafted him for peanuts last year. So, yes, he is very much in consideration as a keeper option. If you want my personal take on your keepers, by the way, uh, we do have a Discord. And that's set up over at FTNFantasy.com. As part of the subscription, you get, uh, well, firsthand interaction with yours truly. There's actually a Ratcliffe thread where I interact with all the subscribers. So, if you want to get in on that, on the Platinum Package, all you have to do is use the promo code RATPACK when you sign up to get a discount. And it's well worth it, so I will tell you my input on your keepers uh, in there for sure. Anyway, James Robinson in a good spot. If I am drafting him this weekend, and you know, this weekend I'm heading into drafts, where am I valuing James Robinson? I'm valuing him in the fourth round. That can be problematic for me, the way that I've... I've had my board set up. He's going in the same range as a lot of pretty quality wide receivers. Like you're talking the potential for top 12 wide receivers still in that range. I would lean that direction over James Robinson. I know people want to come out of drafts and they want to feel very comfortable at running back. But just remember every year that you felt comfortable coming out of a draft at running back, how comfortable are you by like week eight? Oftentimes you're not, right? You know, I had somebody tell me last year that in an auction, they felt phenomenal coming out of the draft because they they spent on Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. <laughs> he felt really stinking good, and then they were gone. So, yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't overly prioritize him. If he falls to the fifth round, then it's value, and I'll scoop value any day of the week. Uh, by the way, no, no value to Carlos Hyde. He's a plotter at this point in his career. And really is just depth on that roster. Not a guy I'd be looking at late in drafts. Even if he gets run in that offense, doesn't matter to me one bit. So James Robinson, arrow pointing up. He's in a good spot. He's kind of right back to where kind of where we thought he was going to be before the Jags drafted ETN. So there you go with that. Obviously, the other big news in this broke this morning here. I'm recording this at about 9.30 a.m. Eastern. It was about... A little uh, under two hours ago, Sony Michelle traded from the Patriots to the Los Angeles Rams, so a lot to unpack with this one as well. So let's take a quick break, and then after the break, I'll tell you my thoughts on the Sony Michelle trade. You knew it wasn't going to just be Daryl Henderson. You knew it wasn't. A uh, buddy of mine, Byron Lambert, who is over at Roster Watch, I, every year he does a training camp tour. He was at Rams practice uh, about a week ago, and he said, listen, it's Daryl Henderson and then everybody else, and he said it's not even close. 
So he thought there was a good chance they brought in a veteran running back of some sort, whether it was via cut or, in this instance, via trade. Uh, Byron knows his stuff. I trust him, I trust him outright now because he called Fournette last year as well, and he basically called this one. Uh, pretty solid take and really gives you a sense of why this move was, was likely made. You have Daryl Henderson. You have nobody else. Okay, well, if Daryl Henderson goes down, you have nobody else. I don't care about Xavier Jones' great story, but I don't care about that. I don't care about Jake Funk. You had nobody else in his backfield. So it was a move that they needed to make. This was a move that New England wanted to make. The writing was on the wall for this. We saw Michelle getting in there behind, clearly behind Damian Harris, and I'll talk about Harris in a minute. It was a move they wanted to make. So the move is made. And partially this may also have to do with the fact that Henderson is already hurt. Now, it's not a major injury. It was, you know, he has the uh, the finger injury here. But at the same time, it's a thumb to be precise. At the same time, he's already hurt. And Sean McVay said, we're not playing him in the preseason because we're worried about him getting hurt. Basically, that's paraphrase, but that's what he said. And he's already stinking hurt. So bringing in Michelle, uh, Michelle is actually coming off of a, uh, well, a career year from an efficiency standpoint. Obviously, the volume wasn't there that we saw earlier in his career. This is a guy who had 280 rushing attempts in 2018, 262 in 2019. Then last year, obviously, a disappointing year with just 79 rushing attempts uh, and was dinged up for a portion of the year. If he's able to stay healthy, though, he obviously shows he can be a workhorse for you. Now, where he took the big step forward was from the efficiency standpoint, uh, 3.7 yards per carry in 2019. It was a 4-5 in 2018, which is fine. But he went 5.7 last year, and a big part of it was what he was able to do after contact. 3.4 yards after contact per attempt. That's impressive right there. That is impressive. Now, of course, it was on a much smaller workload, but at the same time, like I said, impressive. Now, the thing about Michelle, too, I, I thought coming into the league, he was a three-down back. Coming out of Georgia, I thought we would have seen him used that way. But Belichick, they have their way of doing things, right? And their way of doing things recently has been running backs will play roles. Uh, there will be early down guys. There will be James White, <laughs> you know. And uh, that means we don't see a lot of that back in in a three-down role. I do think we can see Sony Michelle in a passing down role for the Rams. Obviously, he provides more pop. As an early down guy, there are injury concerns here. There's no doubt about it. But I do think this move was made to basically put a full-blown committee in here with Sony Michelle on the right side of the committee in early downs. And uh, that would mean, obviously, Daryl Henderson on the right side of the committee in passing downs. But it's going to be close on both ends. Right now, quick uh, initial thought here. I have Michelle come in at... RB27, that moves Henderson down to RB34, and it could easily flip-flop, but the point of the matter here is they're both RB3s. If you ask me who do I prefer, I guess it's Sony Michelle, but really the answer is neither, and I think that's the bigger takeaway that'll get lost when people look at the rankings. I did throw this out on Twitter uh, and already, you know, the responses are all over the place, as you could imagine from Twitter in late August as the football season is approaching. But the thought process here being they're not making this move to simply add like an RB3 to their roster. They're making this move because they need this move. 
This is a very telling move. And I don't think it's going to take Michelle very long to get up to speed in this offense, at least as, as a runner. So am I drafting Sony Michelle this weekend? No. Uh, he's RB27 puts him basically in the same range as the upside rookies for me. I'd rather the upside rookies. Am I drafting Daryl Henderson this weekend? No, I'm not. I'm not drafting either, either of them. And it is truly, it's a mess because it's a full-blown split for me in terms of this backfield. Now, at the same time, this takes Xavier Jones. I already basically took Xavier Jones off of my board. Uh, It takes uh, Jake Funk out of the mix as well as late-round guys because you do have basically this full-blown committee. And if one of these two went down, then again, we would have massive value out of the other. So if Daryl Henderson did get hurt, Sonny Michelle would be in a really prime spot and vice versa. But it is a bit of a mess. If you've already drafted and you have Daryl Henderson, hold, wait, and see. Don't panic. It's not the time to panic. It's never the time to panic in fantasy football. If you if Sony Michelle is out there on waivers and you have a spot and you have a deep name, like a late round guy, cut him loose, add Sony Michelle, see what happens. Damian Williams is now in a prime spot. He does not have really any competition in early downs. Ramondre Stevenson will have a role. He's certainly a guy we're targeting late rounds we have all along. But now Damian Williams moved all the way up uh, into... So I have him at RB21. And would I target Damian Williams? Yes, I would target him. I have been targeting him. And I know that there's been pushback from people on that front, but... Everything pointed to Damian Williams being the guy in this backfield, and now even more. The league will tell us things without telling us things. This team literally traded away the other early down runner who was competing with him, and they have a rookie behind them. Now, yes, Ramondre Stevenson's going to see some work in this backfield, sure, but it's Damian Harris, and he's the lead guy. There's a lot of potential here with Damian Harris. So, yes, uh, I would be drafting him. RB21, I'm hoping fifth round is is about where we would see him. He may get pushed up even further than that. But why fifth round? Well, that allows you to potentially attack wide receiver in rounds two, three, four, depending on how things unfold in your draft and where the value is on your board. And then get a guy who could still be the lead back, obviously is the lead back for his team in an offense that's run heavy. There's a lot of appeal there with Damian Harris. Uh, so there you go, unpacking this trade. Teams don't make trades unless there's a really good reason to do so, and I think there was the really good reason to do so here for the Rams, and they are basically telling us a lot of things without telling us. And uh, there are folks out there, including Adam Schefter, who have said that they believe Sony Michelle will be the lead back you know, fairly quickly in this backfield. Ah, the NFL. Gotta love how quickly things change. Gotta love FTNFantasy.com. Head on over there. Promo code RATPACK will get you a discount on a subscription. Remember, that's how you can get in on that Discord. It's how you can get the projections, the updated cheat sheets, which I will have to update again later today for your fantasy football drafts this weekend. You can also follow along with me on Twitter, at Jeff Radcliffe, and on Instagram, at Jeff Radcliffe. Remember, you can slide into those DMs, all right, on Instagram. Not on Twitter, though. I'm not going to do that. It's just crazy. All right. It's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow. I wonder what craziness is going to happen between now and tomorrow. But uh, 
Whatever it is, we will react. Not overreact, baby. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.